0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with
1: Viator. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Here are your hosts, editor-in-chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, and former Chiefs linebacker, Sean Barber.
0: You hear the drums, and you know what that means. It's another edition of Arrowhead Pride Radio, your favorite hour of the week. I'm Editor-in-Chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, sitting across from the linebacker, Sean Barber. American Dream. (laughs) Dusty Likens behind the glass. Sean,
2: Dirty Dan is back. And we're going to get into that. But before we do, tell me something good. Tell you something good about this week. Uh, Today was voting day, so hopefully... Everybody that's listening to us right now made some time to go out and vote over the last week uh, whenever the, the early voting started, and if they didn't, they went out today and went out in a mucky, rainy day and still... So you
0: voted? How was your voting experience today?
2: Well, I voted a few days ago. I don't know which day it was, but I, feel, I went a few days ago, went up the hilltop. Um, I was in and out within four or five minutes. Um, I'm, I'm on the Kansas side, so we did, we have advanced voting. Uh, unfortunately... Missouri listeners had to all kind of gang up on one day and get it done. So really don't understand the reason behind that still. But I'm on the
0: Missouri side. Dang. Went this morning.
2: Went this morning. Early this morning, huh? Got it done? 10
0: a.m., in and out. The Chiefs, at the same time, decide to activate Danny Sorensen. So here I am without a computer in line to vote. And I said, (laughs) people are going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait. But let's get right into it. I mean, there's nothing going on. So let's talk Chiefs for an hour as we lead you into Bink at Night, coming up at 7 o'clock. But – we talked about it already a little bit. Danny Sorensen has been activated by the Chiefs. Here was Andy Reid uh, on Danny Sorensen's week of practice last week.
3: He's actually doing pretty good. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Uh, probably not ready uh, this week, but but um, he, he did have a good, good week of practice. All scout stuff, yeah.
0: So not really any details on his work, but he's been practicing now for two weeks. The Chiefs have deemed him ready. They had to make a decision by the end uh, of this week. With Daniel Sorensen being back on the 53-man roster, they say goodbye to Nate Orchard. Poor Nate Orchard only had two snaps, one on defense, one on special teams uh, before he was let go. But there are a number of questions to be asked with Daniel Sorensen's addition to this roster again now. Is Sorensen a better option than the Chiefs currently have? Sean Barber.
2: Just because his experience uh, with the defense, um, I would say yes. Like I said before, Danny Dan is a... Uh, jack of all trades when it comes to uh, Bob's defense. Um, you can play him in so many different positions. Um, he, may, he definitely makes it a lot easier not having to worry about the uh, changing the defensive personnel to always uh, custom match the offense's uh, personnel. So I like Dirty Dan out there. I feel a lot more comfortable with him him being out there um, just with, with the ease of uh, setting our defensive personnel.
0: You know, it's a question that we've addressed when it comes to Eric Berry, but we really haven't thought about Daniel Sorensen. He's been now out of the lineup for what's been nine games. If you, I'm sure you've had injuries in, in your NFL career. How many games? How much time does it take you to really feel like you're comfortable and back in the mix?
2: I think it all depends on the uh, nature and the amount of focus, you know, in, in in practice that the coaching staff and the the team. Uh, puts on uh, game speed versus practice speed. I remember Andy Reid. We would practice at such a fast pace, um, pursuing to the ball, tagging off, uh, getting in and out the huddle. We tried to emulate a a practice mentality that was al- always faster than we was going to see on game day. So if if you tell me Dirty Dan has been through uh, you know six seven practices, a week or two of practice, then he's already seen game speed, and now it's just about going out there and being able to uh, worry about inflicting some of that pain and on and those hits on other players and not just visualizing himself going through uh, and, and stripping the ball making tackles.
0: The Chiefs have said, um, you know, that Ron Parker, Eric Murray are your starters. Jordan Lucas has been in the mix. I got a question on Twitter today. Is this really an upgrade? And I thought a lot about it, and I compared it to seasonings. I said Sorensen's like Montreal steak seasoning when right now you've got salt and pepper. Eric Berry That's the meat upgrade right now. You're not, this isn't like you should be jumping and overjoyed. I remind people I've said it before on this program and and on articles and so on and so forth. Danny Sorensen's coming, coming into the year. We were excited about him because Eric Berry would be back and he would be able to slide back into that role that he was. You had some time to spend with him during training camp before he got injured. What do you make of this kid and and what he brings to the table as far as the guy, you know, should fans be excited about this?
2: I I like your seasoning thing. You know, I'm a, A uh, man from Virginia, myself, I do like a lot of <laughs> seasoning in my food. There you um, go. Uh, not to be racially insensitive or anything, but, um, yeah, he would be like a Greek seasoning to me. I know it's, mm. it's, it's some great Greek seasoning. I put it's This is Greek seasoning I get, man. I put it on everything, salads, meat. Anything I cook, I put this little Greek tasty. seasoning it's on. Very it. Tasty. Uh, my, mouth my mouth is, is not watering. watering. That's yeah. right. That's right. So hopefully, when I get home, I have me a good uh, dinner prepared and everything. So if, if I don't, I'm going to pull out some Greek seasoning. So uh, <laughs> just, dirty. just drink it from right from the yeah. bottle. Dirty Dan is the man. Um, he does, we want to say, spice up. The, we can keep on going with this analogy. He spices up things. He allows uh, some of our, a uh, little bit, maybe plain Jane, some of our vanilla defenses. Um, because you really don't know what position he's going to, when you break the defensive huddle. You don't know if he's going to be a box linebacker, a safety coming down in the box, a deep safety, a corner. You don't know really where he's going to be at and who he's going to match up against. So I think he does ask a little, a little bit of a uh, uh, spice when it comes to the, the, the Bob Sutton's defense. So I like that.
0: I'm intrigued, too. I wonder if he has a limited role moving forward or because it's the Cardinals and because it should be such an easy win. Again, 16 and a half point spread on Sunday. He gets right in the mix, and that's kind of his training wheels game.
2: Well, come on, man. Slow. Easy. There is no easy wins in the NFL. That's like,
0: not what Las Vegas says.
2: They don't know nothing. I keep trying to tell you they don't know nothing. They're the same team that set the point spread at what? uh nine point we beat them we beat who we beat the (laughs) Browns by 20. i don't think las vegas
0: really knows what to do with a the offense in the nfl this year and b patrick mahomes in particular Uh, i I don't think they have him figured out yet
2: i did hear that it was like a record loss over the last 10 uh, years
0: it's been uh, the worst this year it's been the most unpredictable because the nfl kind of shifted the rules and when you do that all that historical data might as well throw it out the window.
2: I like that. I like it. Crushing Vegas. I like
0: that. Other part of this deal, Nate Orchard, he had only two snaps with the Chiefs, both last game. Is he done? You think his career's over?
2: No, I think I think he's the next man up. I think he's the guy who's, you know, he's he's the 54th guy. You're saying
0: we got a C.J. Spiller situation.
2: Yeah, he's the 54th guy. He's a guy that, you know, on defense, uh, we, we know we can always have an extra edge rusher come in. He learned special teams really quickly. He was able to get out there and get on the field on special teams. So I know with Frank Zombo. I don't know where he is as far as his injury. Is he 100 percent back or is he what he's doing? But uh, I know Frank
0: with- flow I call him
2: <laughs> Zomflo. Man, you always killing me. But uh, Orchard, yeah, I think he's the guy that uh, if we need a little bit of uh, extra meat, and he's I mean he's a big outside. He's a guy that can come in and uh, definitely muddy up the things when it comes to the running game, um, getting in on defense, uh, get after the pass, uh, play special teams. So I like I, I like him as the 54th guy in case we need him.
0: We have now a Chiefs team that is getting the reinforcements back as we watch them and as we get excited to see what this AFC playoff picture is going to like, if they can make a legitimate run to a Super Bowl. One of the teams that will be standing in the Chiefs' way, one of the teams they have to see again is the Los Angeles Chargers. And I was watching, as I do, and try to when we have noon games, is, okay, I can finally relax and tune into the Sunday night football game. I can have a nice, relaxed time and, and just enjoy it. Then I hear Rodney Harrison an analyst, former player, former Charger, former Patriot. He's asked about the Chargers and the Chiefs. Who's better? I'll, I'll play this for you. I think the
2: Chargers. I like to actually like the Chargers better than I, more than I like the Chiefs because I think the Chargers are more of a complete team. Um, they have an experienced quarterback. They have some a really good young def- defensive players, and I love um, their running back Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and they're doing this all without Joey Bosa, who's their best defensive player. If they can get him back, I think they can do something special. And he's supposed to be. You said Chargers over Chiefs, right now? Absolutely. For you. I just want to make sure I heard that. More complete team. All right, I believe I'm that. I'm not going, going that far.
0: That far. <laughs> You hear Mike Tarico? Nah, Mike Tarico cannot cannot believe his ears. Let me play Mike Tarico for you.
2: You said Chargers over Chiefs right now? Absolutely. For you. I just want to make sure. I, think I heard that.
0: more complete team. All right.
2: I believe that. I'm not going one. that far.
0: <laughs> Dungy ain't agreeing with that.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't agree with none. He said. Uh, w- w- okay, so when does having a more experienced quarterback mean that he's better? Because Eli Manning is a very experienced quarterback, but he ain't better than about half the league. And then when you talk about the kicking game, um, you want a consistent.
0: He like can't hear you, by the way, because the two rings are just lodged in the
2: <laughs> When it comes to the kicking game, you want consistency, and I think between Colquitt and my man butt kicker, we probably have one of the you know one of the, the best overall um, special team. But Dave I mean, you're Toto. looking at the
0: situation with the Chargers and the Chiefs. You're not going to say the Chiefs are better just because of Butker, are
2: you? Uh, I can say many. That just that's just one phase. If you want to talk about special teams, why? The Chiefs are better than the Chargers. It's the kicking and punting game, the coverage game. So all of that says the Chiefs are better. If you talk about offensively, uh, we're ranked higher offensively as far as putting up more points. If you talk about defensively, the only only reason people say they love the Chargers is because they have like 18 first-round picks in the secondary. And even with that, they still give up a boatload of points. And everybody's talking about, well, when Bosa we, – Bosa been day-to-day as long as uh, Barry Very, very. Yeah, so – Right,
0: it's, it's a similar situation. But
2: everybody can't just – oh when they get Bosa back, it's going to be this automatic impact. Da-da-da. As far as – the screwing his foot is screwing up his career right now. So uh, I wouldn't count on seeing that, that that same Bosa you saw back on the field um, anytime soon.
0: So. We'll get into a little bit of this more a little bit later, but I, I think the argument that people say is that the Chargers are a more complete team whereas the Chiefs have a huge weakness when it comes to defense. Now, that being said, we don't know what this Chiefs defense will look like with Sorensen back in the mix. I mean, I think the cornerbacks are playing really well once Eric Berry gets back. And then don't forget, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen with that injured reserve. You don't know if they're going to get additional people back. So, to me, you don't even know what the playoff version of the defense looks like yet. With Eric Berry, that could change the whole thing.
2: I I know one thing. When it comes, the last nine times these two teams have played, we've we've, we've seen really – uh, re- really, uh, uh, honestly, who is the better team by the Chiefs winning nine times straight. So I don't know, the, the whole, who's the more complete team? But when it comes time to play the game, one team is ready to play and finish it off and get a win, and one somehow finds a way to muck it up and go home as a loser. So you give me the Chiefs against the Chargers. That's cool. his, history to tell.
0: To remind people the last time the Chargers beat the Chiefs, Chase Daniels was the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's now a Chicago Bear. We saw him in the preseason, yeah, maybe that's if you what, remember.
2: That's what uh, Harrison is basing off. He's waiting for uh, Chase to come back and be the quarterback. <laughs> Good luck with that. Good luck. Every Monday, Andy Reid
0: talks to the media. We will play the highlights for you. Coming up next.
1: Arrowhead Pride Radio. Arrowhead Pride
0: Radio. My name is Editor-in-Chief.com of AradPride.com. Pete Sweeney hanging out with former linebacker Sean Barber. The American dream. Pushing all the right buttons. And Sean, every week, Andy Reid talks to the media, usually after a win, this year on Mondays. And I went back today and I said, okay, this is a 17-minute interview. We don't have that kind of time. We need to find out the highlights of this thing. And one thing that jumped out at me immediately was Reed's comments on Mahomes and his flashes of some of the things we've found incredible so far this year. And usually he plays them down because he's trying to keep a good head on this 23-year-old. But for the first time, he kind of opened up this Monday. And uh, listen to this.
3: These guys, um, <clears throat> they're, they're kind of accustomed to it, I think. Uh, I sit there. I've been around a long time. And I sit there and you know, I go, oh, that was pretty good. I saw I've had some good quarterbacks. Been very lucky to be around some good quarterbacks, and so I'm um, starting with Favre back then. And I played with Jim McMahon, and he did all that crazy stuff, and Favre did the crazy, the Donovan, you know, and so on. So I've seen it, but there's a certain wow. That was pretty good right there. And he has he has one or two of those again. You know, it just um, he's blessed that way.
0: You're keeping track of the comparisons right there. That was Brett Favre. Jim McMahon, and Donovan McNabb. Another thing follow up in, following up that question is a lot of these times you'll see these broken plays from Mahomes, and Mahomes makes the most of it, and he tells his guys to keep on running. As it turns out, Reed says that they have specific rules for these type of plays.
3: Yeah, no, the guys, um, everybody's running around trying to get themselves open. If he starts to move, they, we have rules, scramble rules built in, and they 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 move with them. And um, the offensive line's done a good job. Uh it's tough on the old line. You don't think of that, but if you're blocking and you're a tackle, your hands are the last thing to that side judge there that that he sees, and so he scrambles out, and all of a sudden, um, your guy takes off that way, and you've kind of got him locked down there. It's it can be trouble, but our guys have done a good job of feeling it and, and uh, you know not grabbing at that point. So, um, but. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen anybody standing around him, which is a positive.
0: Sean, your perspective is on the other side. When you're watching this kid as a linebacker, this has to be infuriating, you know, Certain some of these plays that are made.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, when you listen to Andy speak, I mean, he speaks with all truth. When he says, like, he's been around some great, great quarterbacks. And, and like you said, and he probably – he's seen these throws at practice probably from more quarterbacks than you can name. The difference is when you put those guys in the game – and the defense starts shifting around and giving you different looks, things that you didn't see at practice. Because at practice, there's really no pressure because there's no consequences, right? Right? You know you ain't gonna get hit no matter how close those guys get to you. They're not gonna hit you, so you can look down the barrel of an empty gun and ain't got nothing to worry about. But on game day, you know those guys are coming and they coming hard. They coming to inflict some wounds on you, some pain. They want to make you feel it. And so when the guy can make those same throws and keep his eyes up and down the field and find guys late in the in the in the, in the snap count late in the down, making third and twenties, um, finding you know deep throws, deep over routes, finding guys and then able to place the ball with such accuracy, um, it, it, it's so special that you've seen it all the you know for a whole year they've seen it at practice and they just was waiting to see if that if this same guy was gonna carry these same throws, these same attributes over to the game.
0: And you can speak from experience. I, I can't, but that some of these plays have to mentally break you because you could probably do everything right, but the play goes so long that he can still make a completion for a first down.
2: Oh, definitely. The, the defense, you you only, I mean, a, a, a NFL play, I think a normal play is three or four seconds. If you can extend the play beyond the normal um, five-step uh, drop, seven-step drop, I mean, there's natural breaks in routes that – defensive backs are, are taught to, you know, expect the football to be there at, you know, five yards, seven yards, 13 yards, and beyond 13 is going to be a deep route. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when that coverage starts to break down, I mean, you're trying to match. It's called match. You know, we, we mesh the defense to match. Pattern matching. Pattern matching as they, you know, they do scramble drills on offense. We do a scramble uh, package on defense to make sure we have those things covered, but uh, you, can, you can only cover guys so long, even the best cornerbacks.
0: Now, flipping to the other side of the football, I noted – This week that we're starting to see a lot of contributions from these top three picks as a reminder the Chiefs had an all defensive draft except for that last pick which was actually a defensive player they're converting to an offensive player so six defensive players were drafted by the Chiefs we got one eye on IR and Armani Watts Tremont Smith's another one but the top three picks Breland speaks Derek Naughty and Dorian O'Daniel are starting to get more and more time on the playing field so I wanted to know Andy Reid you know what is uh, with some of these guys and what they're doing on the field for you lately.
3: Yeah, and they're getting better. You know, they're getting better. So it's a uh, it's a neat deal. Uh, Brett spends a lot of time with his crew finding these guys and then uh, working it out where we can get them here. And and then uh, they've got good coaches. They've got they're good players. They want to be good. They enjoy the game. I mean, you take those just those three you name, and they love playing the game. And they're smart kids. So um, that's uh, a that, you know that's easy to coach that. You, you like that combination, but it takes a lot of effort finding those kind of guys and getting them, getting them.
0: The Chiefs' top pick, Breland Speaks, has been in the spotlight as of late because of the injury to Justin Houston, and you really haven't been impacted that much by one of your star players because of, A, what D Ford has been doing, but also because of what the rookie has been able to do in that transition outside linebacker.
3: I think just playing, you know, just having the opportunity to play and go, you know what, I can, I can do this. I mean, this, you know, I've I, I do it a little di- he's different he, he's different than the other guys uh, because he's big I mean that's a big human being right there uh, you know and so he plays a different game but it can be effective and um, and so he sees that now in spot playing it's hard to get into that groove right there but um, now that even when he was in the rotation when he started when we increased his play there you know he was able to see you know, I'm, I'm gonna be all right here so I think there's
0: been a debate between Chiefs fans: Should Breland Speaks be an outside linebacker? Have you liked what you've seen from him in these past few weeks as he filled in for Justin Houston?
2: Um, the one thing I like about young players, I think, I think it, it's good, always good to put young players in a spot, keep them there, and just let them play. You can't be uh, having them play, you know, here, left, right, um, inside, outside. It's trying to teach them way too many things because as you start thinking on the field, it makes you slow down. You think you're playing fast, but you spend too much time thinking. And also, I like, you know, go back to what you were saying with Andy Reid, the things he was saying is, you know, the guys are playing. They're getting better as they play more. And that's what you want to see because you, you hear from a lot of great coaches that there's only two categories for players, right? Mm-hmm. You're only getting better, or you're getting worse. There is no, no, no one stays the same. You get to getting better, or you're getting worse. And I think what we're seeing from all of our draft picks, except for obviously Imani Watts, who's on IR, is as they're playing more, they're getting more comfortable, and these guys are getting better.
0: We got more from Andy Reid on ArrowheadPride.com in our Andy Reid roundup, so check that out if you want. I want to bring the attention to something that I've said on the Seven Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame the other night, Sean. It's something I do as part of my re-up column on ArrowheadPride.com. It's one of my rapid reactions for the game. I posted to Twitter, and yesterday I got a mixed reaction from it, so I want to play it back for you and just get your reaction, Sean, uh, based upon uh, some of the comments I made on Sunday night. I mean, you see Kareem Hunt, and I understand Gurley has the numbers. I'm hard-pressed to believe that you're finding much better of a running back option than Kareem Hunt. And he has the best tight end in the league. And I think Tyree Kill is making a case to be one of the better receivers in the league. It's just the situation that he's in, mm-hmm. it is just so lucky. I mean, as talented as he is, and he's, t- he's as talented as hell, I think we all know that. That situation that he's in, is it couldn't be any better when you include Andy Reid, and I think you see that more and more. Like we were worried about Kareem Hunt at the beginning of the year. Look what he did today. Look what he does on that fifty-yard touchdown. I mean, these guys in open space, whether it be Hill, Kelsey, Hunt, elite in the National Football League, and they're all on the same team. Point being, Patrick Mahomes is playing with the dream team, and that is part of the reason for his success. Like it isn't just Mahomes, and, and granted, he's as talented as they come. And it isn't just Mahomes.
2: Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, what you said is that. that... You know, I think I heard Carrington talk about the the teams this year on being tiers, right? So who really cares if you think the Chiefs or the Rams or the Saints or the Patriots are the best team? You have to admit that they're all four are in the top tier. All four of those, you would take the bet those four got those four teams versus the entire NFL as far as who's going to win the Super Bowl. I think the same in the same uh, breath, you got to say the same thing about the running backs. And so when you talk about great running backs, you got to leak Ezekiel Elliott. You got Gurley, you got Hunt. Besides those guys, it's you know those guys are on a tier of their own. They're, those guys are doing things at such a high pace that everybody else kind of falls to that tier B. Yeah, my point was
0: that Patrick Mahomes is is fantastic, and I he, I think he makes everybody better. But it's he's greatly helped by a top ten wide receiver in in the mix for maybe the top wide receiver if he's on another team and Tyree Kill in the league. Then you have clearly the best tight end in the league, especially with Gronkowski out hurt. All the time you're seeing week after week, he's maybe hurt, and then you have Kareem Hunt. And I understand the numbers aren't necessarily right there with Gurley right now because of that slow start. But you watch the tape; there are some things that he's doing that there's no other running back in the league that can do.
2: Well, the best ability is availability. So we 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 hear that, and it's not just coaches speak. I mean, it, it's you ask you ask anybody who do you do do you want the best guy there every other game. Or do you want the tenth best guy there every game? I mean, you you can you can you can just you can you know who you have. Do you know you know when, when, when you listen to the post game interviews of Pat Mahomes when they ask him about the, 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 the amount of talent he has around him, the one thing he goes back to is like it's not about a skill level. He appreciates that those guys are working hard to get better. They're consistent in picking up their blocks. They're consistent in running their routes, right? They're, they're, you know, he's throwing to the guys. He knows he's going to catch the ball, and they, they're continue to catch the ball. We don't have a bunch of drops. He's putting in, in, uh, the ball in places where our receivers can make plays, and he's just giving them a chance. And so he he's so appreciative that the guys are are doing their jobs. And so that's the one thing that, you know, uh, I think overall our offense is doing better than any other offense in the league is the guys are doing – everybody's doing their job.
0: You know who's got talent around me? Me. And that's you, Sean Barber. <laughs> you, Dusty Likens. When we come back – Hot take Tuesday. Uh-oh. Arrowhead
1: Pride
0: Radio. Arrowhead Pride Radio bringing you up to 7 o'clock. That's when Jay Binkley takes over with Bink at Night. Alex's nose talk, loves to get into the football. I'm sure we'll be getting into some KU talk as well. But for right now, it's Pete Sweeney here, the linebacker Sean Barber, and a lot of people think oh, it's just. Just Election Day. But really, Sean, as you know well, it's also Hot Take Tuesday where we go to the national analysts and we find out what they think of your Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll start with Colin Cowherd of Fox Sports. And he ranked the Chiefs number three right in front of the Los Angeles Chargers, but still behind the New England Patriots. New Orleans Saints.
4: I put Kansas City above them, and I think it's really close simply because Kansas City has had the Chargers' number over the last several years. They're averaging 36 a game, first in the league, most by any team through week nine since the 2013 Broncos. That was the Peyton Manning Broncos. Listen, Andy Reid's a great coach, a great play designer, and they have a firework show of talent. Um, Eric Berry comes back at safety, helps. Houston defensive end will help. I still I still think they can be a little Sandlot offensively, so I'll put them at three.
0: Sean, Sandlot offensively.
2: I gotta respect the man a little bit, you know. <laughs> uh, I, my wife, he's one of my wife's favorite uh, national media guys, Colin Cowherd. Oh, so I there's like the a je- there's definitely a jealousy factor so, here. Yeah. So, but but really, my real you know inner thoughts about him is the man. You know, he's knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Right, he's knowledgeable.
0: I mean he called Justin Houston the defensive end.
2: But he states opinions.
0: Okay, yeah, I can I can right? say that. Yeah. Just
2: opinions. So so I am I'm i I'ma call him knowledgeable, but we gotta we gotta realize there's a difference between being a man of knowledge and a man of wisdom. Right? Mm-hmm. Knowledge is just you just got a bunch of information, but wisdom is being able to apply that information and use it. And, and that's why I think Colin Cowherd. So you
0: respect? I'm surprised. He'd I Lats said was... I, when I heard that before. I said when he called the Chiefs' offense a sandlot offense, I said this is going to
2: infuriate my pal Sean. No, not going to infuriate. It's an opinion. All right, well, let's move on to number two. He don't know how to stop it, and but that... he called it sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody can stop it, but yeah, call it sandlot.
0: Call whatever you want.
2: Draw it up in the dirt.
0: Call me whatever you want, Sean. Just don't call me late for dinner.
2: Maybe Andy Reid got an etch-a-sketch, and that's why he's <laughs> he. Maybe he's drawing the plays up with an etch-a-sketch, and that's why nobody can stop him.
0: I take number two from David Carr of NFL Network. You know, he's the brother of Derek Carr of the lowly, lowly Oakland Raiders. Uh, David was, um, he was talking about who is the more complete team, either the Chiefs or the Chargers. As much as I love Patrick Mahomes, I think when you say most complete team, I, I look at the, the Chargers on offense and the Kansas City Chiefs on offense, and they can both score. They can both put up, maybe Kansas City's a little more explosive. Yeah. Um, maybe Phillip Rivers is a little more experienced. Either way, they can score a ton of points. So then I go to the other side of the ball, and who's more complete? I think the Chargers' defense is the more complete defense. The Chiefs' defense, although opportunistic, and they have some turnovers this year, and they have a, a positive turnover margin as far as the overall team unit, I think the Chargers, especially when they get Bosa back, and they start putting this whole team together, Derwin James is fantastic. I think that they have the edge on defense. You see, everyone buys that Bosa's coming back, he's going to be fine. Whenever anyone talks about Eric Berry they're they're so confused because the Chiefs have been so, I would say, uh, secretive about it. But, uh, you know, a lot of of these people picking the Chargers are saying, okay, you have to remember that Bosa's coming back.
2: Yeah. Again, David Carr, I'm going to call him knowledgeable. You know what I mean? If you got knowledge, use it. What is going on with you today? I'm just saying, if you you got knowledge. You got a nice streak in you. I mean, he's just spitting out stuff. He probably just watched Rodney Harrison talk about his Affinity for his his love for the Chargers over the Chiefs, and he's just going to uh, regurgitate the same information. But to say a team is more complete, and then you start off by saying, "Well, one quarterback is more experienced than the other." Mm-hmm. One thing don't have nothing to do with the other. That the the our the, the, Elon Manning is one of the most experienced quarterbacks. It is and can't even breathe on the victory right now. I com- mean, I think how I, many I, I think Mahomes
0: being this good without the experience is a surprise to the Chiefs. Like, he, they were not expecting this.
2: You don't. Have, it ain't about being surprised in that. It's the it's with the results. The results is the the, the Kansas City Chiefs are offensively scoring at like a fifty seven percent ratio. You
0: know, somebody said that they were going to score thirty five points a game. Somebody, like so,
2: you know why? Because I watched practice. <laughs> <laughs> I watched practice, and I didn't already go into practice saying this guy's a rookie; he has no experience. I don't—I didn't care if he had experience or not. I'm seeing the throws he's making. I'm seeing the routes that are being run. I'm saying it's going to be hard for a defense to stop, uh, uh, uh to to, to um uh, to pick up what he's putting down. I ain't going to be able to stop him. So that's what came up to thirty-five. So I just asked that my man David call because you know what? These ex-quarterbacks—they have a little jealousy of my man Pat Mahomes. Because they played so long. Because their time's over. And they had to wait their turn, and they was being spoon-fed the offense, and they don't think anybody should be able to run a pro offense this efficiently with only uh, uh, 10 games or 11 games under their belt. So I see a little jealousy. Stop drinking uh, the Rodney Harrison (laughs) Kool-Aid. But he's knowledgeable. I give him that.
0: Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, our final hot take comes from Peter Schrager of NFL Network's Good Morning Football, who makes a case for Patrick Mahomes as mvp and you'll hear it as a little election day music to follow with it
1: trust me i get it i'm a traditionalist too and as a student of the game's rich history i don't love crowning guys prematurely he usually needs a resume he usually needs some work some bruises before we hand him the hallowed mvp award but it's not like we haven't done it before. Jim Brown won the MVP at 21. Then he wanted to get at 22. That's right. Walter Payton won it at 23. And Dan Marino, also a second-year quarterback, did it at 23 as well. So don't be fooled into thinking Patrick Mahomes is not worthy of this honor because he didn't earn it with years and years of waiting and wanting. After all, he is undoubtedly the most valuable player in the league in the 2018 season. And in the spirit of Picasso, in the spirit of Mozart, I leave you with this. Masterpiece in slow motion from Sunday. There was one inch where he could throw that. He found that inch. This man is an artist, he is a phenom, he is a true revelation. So ladies and gentlemen, on election day, do what's right.
2: Go to bat for Pat. Go to bat for Pat. My man Peter Singer. We went from a knowledgeable man <laughs> to a knowledge <laughs> to now we finally got on hot take the number man. three the hype man here. A man with some wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> because he not only talked about how Pat Mahomes is a young guy, yeah. but then he showed the man had a resume. And what he's shown over this, whether you say, 10 games thus far in the season, we're talking about the MVP. The best
0: 10 games in NFL history. We're
2: talking about the MVP of this single season. We're not Percentage. talking about uh, uh, him being the GOAT or the greatest quarterback of all time. He talking about singer season, the MVP award, hands down, if you had to place a vote. If it goes any place but for uh, it's Pat gonna... Mahomes, it, it's ridiculous. Right now it's Mahomes, but it's going to be
0: a battle between him and Breeze down the stretch. I think I I think people should be ready for that.
2: I don't think nobody should be ready for it. Go to bat for Pat. You heard my man, Pete. <laughs> I like Pete and Peter. Pete and Peter. Y'all got good things going on.
0: Uh, Sean, I know you got to get out of here. I always give you the floor prior to, to you leaving. What do you got for this week when it comes to the Chiefs now flipping – uh, the script over and playing lowly Arizona Cardinals.
2: Oh, man, there's no lowly in the – I just don't want – We listen, we're not going to talk about traps. We're not going to talk about uh, uh, the, the record of the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are the next team, the next – they have a capable quarterback. They have a Hall of Fame wide receiver. They got a guy in Johnson as a running back, who's one of the best running backs in the league. They have they have Pat Peterson, who we were trying to bring. So they have they have great athletes in numerous places. Pat needs Pat, but obviously Pat didn't need Pat. <laughs> we'll we'll see about that in the playoffs. We, Pat didn't need Pat. Don't need Pat. So so they have they have key players all over the field. They just haven't have not have not been able to come together um, cohesively and create victories, create wins week in and week out. And that this is not the week for them to get it together. So we're going to keep losing. That would say good teams become great teams when they keep losing teams losing and they go out and battle against the best. This is not one of the best teams in the league. This is a losing team, so we got to keep. If they've been missing tackles, we got to keep them missing tackles. If they've been blowing coverages, we got to keep running the routes and make them blow coverages. Offensively, they haven't been able to do a lot in the red zone and put up points. Uh, they haven't been able to move the ball and get a lot of first downs. So defensively, we got to keep pressure on Rosen, keep him playing like a rookie, and, and, and continue to uh, just keep the Chiefs' uh, train chew, 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 chewing along, you know, chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug.
0: He's Sean Barber, our hourheadpride.com, former player and analyst. You can catch him on Twitter at Sean Barber 59 Thanks, Sean. You can't catch me if I run fast, though. Uh, don't run too fast. I'm quick. Switching over to our lead film and draft analyst, Kent Swanson. Kent, you're the guy who watches more Patrick Mahomes film outside of the Chiefs than anyone in Kansas City. What would you think of his performance this past Sunday against the Cleveland Browns?
4: It's fun, man. Uh, I think there was a lot of really positive moments to take away. Um, it wasn't a perfect performance by any stretch of the word, but um, a lot of really good things to take away and some really kind of unique stretches um, of some phenomenal plays that you know, again you keep tallying them up. Plays that you don't see from more than two or three guys on the planet. He added to that list again.
0: Now, Ken, you of course have a three-part film review of Patrick Mahomes on HourheadPride dot com every single week. I noticed that one of your something good that you saw in Mahomes was that elite pass to Travis Kelsey. I want to play for play you something that Mahomes said today on the Rich Eisen show regarding. What was his favorite touchdown pass of the 29?
4: I think my favorite so far has got to be the one to Kelsey that I threw this last week. I uh, just kind of put it up there, and, I mean, he made a great catch on it. And I, I told I told Kelsey, I mean, if he, he catches that for a touchdown, uh, and it looks good, but, I mean, if he, if he doesn't make that play on it and that DB makes the play, I mean, it's an interception. So it just shows you – the, the kind of the, the small line that you have of being touchdowns, interception in this league. Do you
0: agree with them? Do you think if Kelsey doesn't make that catch, it's an interception?
4: Yeah, um, I, it very well could be. And actually that's something that we'll be writing about tomorrow is just the trust factor between those two. I mean, I think that's the most important aspect of that play. Um, Patrick Mahomes has a rare ability to throw the football. Travis Kelsey has a rare ability to go up and get the football. And those two guys are showing so much trust in each other that, you know, Pat's putting it in a place that not very many people can catch it. And, and Kelsey's rising to the occasion. And that, that's it's, it's special. And that's kind of what is manifesting itself all over the field with, with guys like Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, too. They've, just, they've got so much talent and so much trust built up there, and it's growing every single week. It's so much fun to watch.
0: The good thing about ourheadpride.com dot com is we take a look at every side of it. So, what was the negative maybe that you saw in Patrick Mahomes this week?
4: You know, uh, obviously, you know that that end half situation was just kind of a little, little, uh, little uh, troublesome. Um, <laughs> that was a disaster. That was an absolute weird,
0: disaster. Kind of is what that was.
4: Yeah, once, once, you know, it's kind of a once, like once in every what, forty years that that right. that, that ref said he'd only seen that once. So. You know, a weird situation like that. Also, I, I think there's a couple instances we talked about that on Thursday uh, that, you know, I think he probably needs to protect himself a little bit in a couple situations. You know, he has that tendency to, to hang on to plays and give plays a chance, which is awesome. But there's times and places for that. And he took an unnecessary shot into, you know, people on the sidelines that you would have liked to see him avoid. And it was avoidable, so you know, protecting himself. This guy's the franchise now, so your <laughs> Super Bowl and your 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 chances ride on this kid. So he needs to make sure to protect himself when when the situation presents itself.
0: That's the voice of Arrowhead Pride lead film and draft analyst Ken Swanson. You can catch his work on hourheadpride.com. dot will have Mahomes reviews going up all this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's one up right now, uh, so check that out. Have a good night, Ken. Hi, buddy. Kent Swanson, again, uh, you heard some of that Mahomes sound from the Rich Eisen show a little bit earlier today. Uh, Jay Binkley will be playing some more of it coming up at Bink at night starting at 7 o'clock, and if you want to hear more of Kent, uh, he is the leader of the Hourhead Pride Nerd Squad, and Bink has each of the members on every week. Matt Lane is tonight. He'll be talking about why Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. That's at 7.30 tonight. Craig Staddle talk defense Wednesday at 8 o'clock, and then Kent uh, at 6.30 on Thursdays, we'll review uh, the week in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and should be an interesting look this week as Mahomes leads the NFL with 29 touchdowns. Big at night is coming up at 7, but before we do that, we will read your tweets, and that's next on Arrowhead Pride Radio.
1: Arrowhead Pride Radio.
0: Wrapping up Arrowhead Pride Radio on an election day. Arrowheadpride.com editor-in-chief Pete Sweeney with the American Dream. Dusty Likens behind the glass. We just said goodbye to Sean Barber. Talked to our guy Kent Swanson. Again, no one watches more Patrick Mahomes film outside of the Chiefs than Kent Swanson. You can catch his work at Arrowheadpride.com. But, Dusty, it's that time of the week again. It's time to read your tweets. Oh, I like this. Josh Rawlings starts us off and he says, if Patrick Mahomes pops up in the news for having a vote in the Florida governor's race, don't at me. Guy can do it all. Quarterback, governor, whatever you want. Governor, another opportunity for a nickname right there, maybe. Paul asks, why are the lower level seats in Arrowhead orange? That's a good question. I've been told before it had something to do with Lamar Hunt, but I just asked Jay Binkley, who's coming up at the top of the hour, Bink at night, and he says they used to be red. They faded. I don't really know the answer to that question, to tell you the truth. I'm going to look into it, though. You know who to know is Mike Davidson with the Chiefs. Great guy. Incognito says, can we really rely on Mitch Morse going forward? And what chance does LDT have of coming back? The Chiefs originally said when it came to LDT that they expected him back, and that changed as they got to know the injury a little bit more. It sounded a little bit more complicated Doesn't seem as likely that LDT will be back until next year. Mitch Morse, you should have an opportunity to get back, I would believe, at some point. That being said, Morse does have a history of concussions from a few years back. I remember he ended up missing uh, some playoff games when the Chiefs won that game against the Houston Texans and couldn't go on to play the New England Patriots that season. So I wonder if a guy would You know, Concussions are different in every single person, so it it remains to be seen whether or not he can uh, come back. Isaac wants to know: Will Andy Reid let Patrick Mahomes finish games that are decided by halftime? Cardinals, Raiders, uh, Raiders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Curious if he'll be able to break Peyton's all-time record. Well, the interesting thing is when Sunday Night Football with the Cincinnati Bengals, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs had a 45 to 10 lead, and Andy Reid left them in. And the next day, people were like, "You know, Andy, what are you doing, man? You're going to get our our franchise quarterback hurt here." And he, kind of in an amusing way mentioned back in the day, uh, or I I should say back with these playoff losses where teams have come back, you know, the media has been on him about taking the guys out too soon, which got a laugh from the media with the Chiefs and their great record right now. But it's something that he says he relies on his gut for, and he's a little bit more cautious, it looks like, than the average coach, and that should uh, mean good things for Patrick Mahomes' chances of breaking that 55-touchdown single-season record. PJ Castleman says, Hard Knocks has ruined business for me. Now I envision Nate Orchard's family when they cut him. tears and cookies. Nate Orchard had a special on Hard Knocks where his wife made the team cookies. You really got to know him. And it really made you feel bad, at least for me, as a a big football fan. When you saw him got cut by the Cleveland Browns, I was eager to meet him. He was a great guy here with the Kansas City Chiefs for the brief time that he was here, but just not a fit right now. And, yeah, it's sad um, that (laughs) the Chiefs weren't able to find a spot for him. Mike Armstrong, I've been kind of impressed with Dorian O'Daniel so far. Am I correct in saying that he's been used the same way they use Sorensen? And if so, how much of an upgrade is Sorensen in that role? It makes things interesting because Dorian O'Daniel is more of uh, that hybrid linebacker safety with an emphasis on the linebacker position, where Sorensen comes in and is similar. The hybrid safety linebacker, the emphasis on safety position can cover a little bit more. So, you know, there's a lot of bit, a lot of uh, things for Bob Sutton to play with. And I think the more different types of tools and different um, types of skills that these have, uh, these guys have that are coming back into the mix, the better um, off it can be uh, for this chief's defense, chief's defensive MVP thus far. It's D Ford. Nick Bendian asked that question. It's D Ford, and there's no question about that. Uh, will we turn Mexico into Mexican Arrowhead and will that be the deciding factor in the upcoming Rams game? I'm interested in seeing how many uh, individuals travel for that for that game in Kansas City? I mean, that's got to be a tough game to swing at being international and you got to figure out all the logistics and so on and so forth. I know that there's going to be a contingent of Chiefs fans uh, down there. There is, it seemingly, at every stadium. You saw that uh, this past Sunday in Cleveland, and you also wonder how many of those fans were there for Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt and so on and so forth. Is Dirty Dan an improvement on safety or just decent depth? I think we discussed that a bit earlier. If you you missed that, you can check it on the podcast channel. But I I think Daniel Sorensen being back is good because of that veteran experience, and he does a lot of different things. And uh, Sutton has said that having Dan Danny Sorensen back in the mix is almost like having two additional players back in the mix because of all the different things that he does so again the more reinforcements uh at this time the better why is no one mentioning Bruce Irvin and the Chiefs I think the Chiefs emphasis this past offseason was to get young across the board on defense and Bruce Irvin would be a step in the opposite direction I don't think he's the type of player that they're after right now as they're trying to build these young guys I think Something we talked about earlier, too, is some of these rookies as they play more. You see, Breland speaks more opportunity. He's learning that outside linebacker position. So they're still building for the future as they're trying to win the Super Bowl title uh, this year. Uh, Ole coach says first six picks spent on defense. That's true. And. I think that's it. I think that's all. Andy Reid, fake Andy Reid says, best pork tenderloin in KC. I don't know what that is. I I know my girlfriend's a pretty good cook, so I, I would assume if you want good pork tenderloin, uh, maybe, good, maybe some home cooking is, is probably the direction to go in. That wraps up the reading your tweets segment for this week. Uh, I appreciate you guys sending in your tweets. Remember, you can follow at Arrowhead Pride on Twitter. That's how you get your tweets in uh, next week. So we gotta thank Sean Barber for coming in. He does a great job for us at arrowheadpride.com. Gotta thank the American Dream Dusty Likens, Kent Swanson. Swanson, someone who appears on who you'll hear next. That's Jay Binkley. We're talking football, everything in Kansas City. It's my guy. Stay with us.
1: This has been Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com.
0: Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include